You're listening to a special 5x5 show. Today we're going to be talking about the brand new just announced iPad. Uh, today is March 7th, 2012. This is episode number five of the 5x5 specials uh, program. I'd like to say thanks very much to our two sponsors for making this show possible. It's uh, Harvest, because time tracking should be easy. Get Harvest.com and by Rackspace. More than 100,000 businesses trust Rackspace with their hosting and cloud computing. You can check them out at Rackspace.com. We'll tell you more about them as the program goes on. It is the day of the announcement of the latest iPad, the third generation iPad. Which has no name. Which has no name, the unnamed. That's Marco Arment. You're hearing uh, right there, and he is the co-host of another show we do here called Build and Analyze. I also have Horace Edu on the line. Uh, how are you? Horace. Well, I'm pretty good. I, I still trying to get some of this uh, some of this news digested, but it's 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 looking good. It's a lot of good. they threw out a lot of numbers. Maybe we'll start with this. They threw out a whole lot of numbers at the beginning of this. They're talking about retail stores, talking about sales, and I mean, let, let's be honest. You're a numbers guy. What do those numbers mean? Translate those for a... Well, to be honest, I mean, sometimes in the past, what they've done is they've uh, given some updates on on their performance that was news, that was that was new material, that right. was something that we didn't know. In this case, I, I didn't catch anything that hadn't already been released. So, for example, the number of iOS units shipped last year, we knew that already. The, um, uh, the 315 million cumulative sales of iOS. We knew that already. 25 million apps, we knew that already. Um, I didn't take a lot of notes because I was trying to see something new there, but I didn't. So um, the, you know, one thing that I picked up was that the Amsterdam store is a, the biggest store. They, that, that I didn't know in terms of square feet, that that was the biggest store that they have now. Um Again, I haven't seen the whole event, so we're only watching the, the live feeds and so on. And it may, may have been something that some people didn't write about. But uh, to me, the performance numbers weren't something that you'd want to basically plug into your model and, and, and recalculate and write something new. Um, and I, uh, nothing, nothing I, can, I can think of right now besides that. Marco, what was your overall impression? I mean, we just talked earlier this week about some iPad, what we were calling iPad 3 predictions, and uh, Horace, we talked about that last week. I mean, what what was hit? Let's just kind of recap really quickly. There's enough people talking about this that, that you know, I, I don't think we're going to be able to add a whole heck of a lot to the, you know, to the information and the details that, that came out. But everybody was saying, oh, there's going to be a retina display. and uh, And what we have essentially is... Uh, a retina display it's 2048 by 1536 pixel resolution that's 264 pixels per inch uh so they say that the, the quote was that's enough to call it a retina display uh states, yeah, that was a little weird they were a little bit defensive about that right like like there's they're somehow rebutting something and that, that i hadn't even heard well yeah because i think when they when they launched the iphone 4 they made a big deal out of the i believe the 300 ppi threshold uh, below which was not considered a retina display when they when they gave that presentation as far right. as i remember okay and this is below that but they're saying well because you view it at a long at a further away distance then it still counts right this is a, it's a distance thing and if you're holding it at the appropriate 
distance, which I guess is arm's length or something. Yeah, they said 15 inches. That's, 15 inches. Yeah. And, and the phone is 10. Now, I mean, and it's worth pointing out, they didn't just pull this number out of thin air. It's, it's exactly 2x on each axis. So what that does is similar to the iPhone 4's launch, it makes it so that app developers don't need to recompute any geometry. The the uh, the kind of virtual pixels on the screen are still the same number and, and the same size. Just now, each each logical pixel is made up of four real pixels, and so it's just like the iPhone 4 uh, conversion to Retina, which went uh, very smoothly for developers. And so all you really have to do is is uh, provide higher resolution artwork. Um, and all, but otherwise everything just looks right, and you know you don't get any weird blurry edges from like a half pixel drawn line because of a weird rounding error and things like that. Um, it's it's a nice clean, just multiply everything by two, and that's what happens. And and so critically, like if you have a one pixel line in your original iPad design, in your uh, the new iPad design. Uh, you will have a two-pixel line. Simple as that. It doesn't have to draw like on a half-pixel boundary and look all blurry and crappy. So that's why they picked those numbers. It wasn't, you know, that they. It wasn't some kind of arbitrary decision. It was very specific. So we've we've got that, and there. I think I think that's a very good explanation of why it's okay for us to call it the Retina Display. But do you think there's going to be people who are going to hear that and like? They're going to be disappointed. They're, well, it's not really a retina display. I'm disappointed. It was supposed to be. I mean, well, it, I mean, if it wasn't that, they'd pick something else to complain about. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't really matter, honestly. I mean, it. As I, I wrote a, a quick little post last night, like every, every uh, iPad so far, you know, had all two of them, but every iPad released so far has been met with disappointment from somebody in the press or some <laughs> analyst, or, right? Or somebody well, on, I would, on I would go, forum you know, or something. Uh, my my assumption is actually that that the majority of, of comments are negative and if the more the more negative the more likely the product will succeed um so so, <laughs> that, that, that so I'm watching yeah I'm watching it carefully to see the to see the dynamic and sort of the the expert opinion here and the only thing that's really well it's not the only thing cuz I'm not watching a lot of things but I'm, I'm the market is certainly uh selling off uh right now as we speak it's down one percent where the the markets are up, so it's it's definitely uh, going down on on the news. And um, what what that, what would have caused it to go up? When that happens every time, I always hear this. What would have caused it to go up? Uh, well, <laughs> anything. <laughs> Sometimes again, if, if 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 there was news like in terms of numbers, I think if there were numbers that were un you know unpublished that were hugely positive, it might it might react positively. But of course. In this case, what we had is is sell on the news. So there's been a lot of buildup prior to this event. So now it's all basically just people getting out, trying to uh, trying to you know who are who are momentum traders who are not really in this as a as an investment opportunity. They're looking for a trade, and now we're seeing some of the uh, some of that happening. But so there's no surprises there really. But um, but in terms of the the, the I, you know I've seen a couple of me, you know. A couple of uh, shrugs, if you will, uh, on 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 the Twitter feeds that you know people weren't excited, um, but nothing yet that I see that sort of saying, "Oh, what a disaster!" Which is what what, what the 4S was um, feeling. Everybody was feeling down, uh, even even those who were in the event, right? I mean, uh, live watching it live, they say, "Oh, this was this was sort of boring. This mm. was sort of a letdown." 
I haven't seen that. A lot of people were excited because the technical specs do seem significant. I think the people who are making the first impressions are looking at technical specs, and they do sound pretty good. Um, you know, and and people don't react much to software, even though the software is t- typically the really the most uh, difficult to implement, and sort of the, the where, where a lot of the R and D costs are, uh, and we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen uh, that reaction yet. But uh, yeah, I, I, the other thing was the name. I don't know what your your opinion is on on the name because uh, you know I did have an opinion on this. I I thought I was uh, I was going to see a name that essentially reflected uh, an incremental improvement. And what they went to is uh, no no sort of a genericized name, almost like getting rid of the numbering right, scheme. Right, just, just iPad. Now, how much yeah, do you think that was in reaction to the negative press about the 4S name? Because like, you know, be. if, if you look at the 4S, like I think so many people were disappointed by the 4S because it wasn't called the iPhone 5. And, and like, yeah. how much less disappointment do you think there would have been if it was called the iPhone 5? And like, do you think maybe maybe they were just like, all right, screw it. I mean, assuming they probably had this plan before then, but... You know, maybe maybe that's what kind of pushed them over the edge. All right, no it, it more could numbers. Be, it could be. I think the naming is very much a marketing decision, meaning uh, almost like a. It, it's not even marketing in a, in a sense of sort of understanding consumer needs. It's marketing in the sense of like how do you publicize something, and that is indeed what what you would expect a reaction to be. That let's get rid of this uh, expectation management that we're doing with the, with the with the way the numbers and the letters work. Um, someone pointed out, I think even it was you, Mark, uh, who, who basically said that um, we're, we're going back to the way the Macs are, or the iPods even. I mean, we did have classification of iPods, but it was basically, it was always the iPod, that what it came to be called, the classic, but it was basically that that mainline iPod was n- not, not changing its name very much. Um, right, it was never marketed so- as the iPod 2. Right, and 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 so it'd be by year, you know, if you wanted to know which iPod you had, you you, you could call a generation, you know. So it was the third generation, or for the fourth, but that was a secondary branding, if you will. So the main brand, the focus of the mind, should be on the name, and that was the iPod, and and maybe the secondary brand would be like Mini or Nano or Shuffle, and then technically you would describe it in terms of generation, as you would as you would an iMac. So iMac is is either model number. Or, um, uh, you know, when you're asked for it, it's like what year was you bought it. Basically, that's how you can tell uh, someone what, what you have, uh, you know, late, late 2009 or something like that. I think that makes a lot of sense that they got rid of that, actually, that they've got they get rid of the expectations aligned with uh, that would come with with a naming uh, uh, with the numeric or, or, or sequential numbering scheme. So in that sense, in retrospect, of course you're like, duh. Of course you should have thought of it, but uh, you, you get you get uh, you get deluded yourself. You know, think back to when the iPhone 3G came out, and then there was the 3GS, and the S, I guess, stood for speed, is what I always heard. Maybe there's something else, but that made sense because here was here was a phone that uh, got faster. This is something that, that and it, it looked pretty much the same and it was pretty much the same. It was just a bit faster. So when the iPhone 4S came out, you know, I, I guess they were carrying that tradition on and here we have an iPad and I, I think I kind of get, I mean, I think you guys are both right about this. I, I think it kind of makes sense though, in a way to say 
uh, I mean, Horace, you're saying you're disappointed about it. I, I think it kind of makes sense. It simplifies it. It's just the iPad, and now you you follow. No, the... I, I'm not disappointed. I'm actually very happy. Oh, you're it's happy. going this way. I'm, I'm disappointed <laughs> that I didn't get my prediction right. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they did. In a way, it's actually even more more to the point that right. I was trying to make that this is not going to be a four or a three. It, will, it won't be N plus one. What I thought it would be is be a bump on, 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 on an existing roadmap because it looks the same. So from a consumer's point of view, my argument was like, if it looks the same, it is going to be called the same. So what they, they ended up doing is actually even simplifying the name, going to an even basic question of it is the iPad. And that's it. And even the fact that we call it new now, I think that's going to be dropped because they can't call it the new iPhone three years from, oh, sorry, iPad, the new iPad three years from now. Well, what iPad did you, do you have? Well, I, first I had the two, then I had the new, then I had something else. And no, it, it, they need to get away from that. So new I S. think from now on, yeah, th- th- exactly. They're going to have to just call it the iPad. And they'll have to, this is almost like damage control now, trying to figure out what to call the <laughs> old one. The iPad 2 needs to sort of become actually itself like, Re, re, almost like erasing history and calling it the iPad, but it was the one that was launched in 2010 or, or, uh, uh, or 11, sorry, 2011, and then that would be the second generation iPad. You iPad see, Classic. so that, that, yeah. Yeah, so it, do you think that this is uh, the future of the iPhone as well? Will the next iPhone that comes out simply be called iPhone and we'll say, oh, this is the iPhone 2012 or 2013? I hope so. I hope so. Well, I think if you look at the iPods, you know, they they did use iPod photo and iPod video as names. And I I think like they will, they're willing, or at least they were willing to add words like that if it's like a major headlining feature, like a big thing that people wanted that's a major feature. So, but with the, with the iPhone, I mean, maybe they would call it like, I mean, they kind of can't use the four anymore. They can't really say iPhone 4G um, maybe they'd say iPhone LTE, but I, I think it's more likely that they would just drop everything up, as you said, and just be, it's just the iPhone, the new iPhone. Huh. I would one like to see that. I think, the, I think uh, that'd be great. One thing also with the iPad uh, name, you know, the iPad has always had this, this uh, fairly inconvenient schedule for holiday sales that, you know, everyone gets a new iPad over the holidays and then a new one's announced two months later. Or three months later, and and that that is uncomfortable for a lot of people. That that, that angers a lot of people. Um, do you think maybe this is kind of a way to de-emphasize which one you have? Well, um, one thing about the scheduling of the launch, by the way, it's, that that's curious is that we're looking at a launch in the spring now. Uh, they are almost to the week launching on the one year anniversary of the last product launch, um, and. I think that it used to be that um, the, the way you optimize is, again, leading up into a, a, a gifting season. Um, but I think in the case of the iPad, because it's more of, it's also got educational and business use, uh, and, and, and those markets actually buy in different cycles, um, I think that they're, they're, they're comfortable offsetting the, the iPhone uh, and iPod with a you know with an out of phase launch as they're doing it now uh so in that sense i think it's not being it's not being designed as as particularly as a um uh, they're not doing as much to consumerize the, the 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 brand as as one might think because it's it's really they're trying to be a post pc type of product so meaning it's it's a computing product more than it is a 
uh, a consumer, uh, you know, a consumable consumer item. Uh, but that's just my opinion. I, I mean, uh, I think I think from from the point of view of the design, right, the physical design, the fact that it's consistent, the look and feel, the, the, there is no dramatic redesigns happening. Uh, that's also signaling that this is this actually is nearly optimal. We're not about the the ornamentation and and the, the, that there's a, almost a minimalist uh, look to the thing. Uh, by the way, the, another advantage is that you have uh, you, you you have these accessory makers that are not uh, that that will invest more in the platform because they have uh, a longer life for their accessories. As the iPhone four certainly shows that you, 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 you get a longer life out of your investment um, as a consumer, but also as a producer of accessories. And, uh, and also most people do like to uh, accessorize and add stuff to the device and show their personality through that. And, and in that sense, also, it's better to have a consistent uh, uh, form factor. Um, so I, I don't know. This is, this is just a bunch of uh, anecdotal things, but it, it, I, I see this, this kind of being a trend now with, with uh, Johnny Ive really not trying to be, uh, quote-unquote, creative, uh, but, but really trying to create a minimum uh, uh, platform for what really shines, which is what's on the screen. That should be where the focus is, not on the physical. And, um, and I think that's, that's where hopefully they're going. So that makes sense. I, yeah, it it does make sense. So let me ask you something else. It's kind of going back to where we were just a, a minute or two ago. When you look at these specs, and we've talked about them, we haven't really given them a rundown. Again, I, I don't want to just go line by line reading the specs, but there was some speculation that you know prices would change based on you know based on the the, the different specs. Some people are saying, oh, they're going to keep the price at the same. Other people are saying they're going to change. And it pretty much kept everything the same. There's still the same basic three models, the 16 gig, 32 gig, 64 gig. And then uh, you either get them as a standard with the Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi plus 4G. Uh-huh. And those are your two choices. And still, this, and still the two separate 3G options, AT&T and Verizon. Exactly. At least here in the U.S. Uh, so that they are, they are different. You can't take one across to the other one, but there you go. You, it, it's comparable. It's got Although the, the Verizon one does have 3G for international roaming, which is nice. Yeah, so if you if you do need your world phone, then you get the Verizon one. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, the the other thing I don't know if you mentioned it, but uh, it's this, this this question of the uh, the, the older older model, uh, the uh, iPad two being still available. I think that's significant. Right. Um, to me, that's actually the most significant thing of the whole event. If I were to sort of looking at the look look at the numbers, because uh, they've they've essentially extended the price down by a notch, right? As they did with the iPhone, with the previous generation iPhones. Uh, they've gone two generations back now, but uh, and we'll see whether they they do that also in the next version. We'll we'll see iPad two current and then N plus one coexisting. But the starting point now is is four hundred dollars uh, to enter into this game, and uh, that's a, that's an interesting point. Um, it's it certainly, if they go one more year and then they drop it even further to, to $300 uh, entry, then then it's really going to be tough, almost impossible for a competitor to, to, to find a unclaimed ground in terms of pricing. 
And uh, that's really uh, maybe their strategy to deal with the low end, uh, rather than going to make a, a smaller form factor, you know, a seven inch or an eight inch uh, form factor. I think they, they're just going to drop the price on the older models. And, and because the ecosystem will be uh, selling it, then um, they don't need to worry about uh, specs as much. It's absolutely brilliant if you think about it. And I'm, I, I was, that was one of the open questions I had. Will they keep the old one around? And I'm glad to see they did. You know, they, they, it makes really, it makes a whole lot of sense. And really, Apple just, and who, who can blame them? This is, it's, it's smart business. They just want to be the only game in town. And now that they've got something at that price point, it, it's a really tough thing to say. No, I'm going to get the, any, any but, other. But here's the, here's the, here's the kicker with that. I, I don't think a lot of people may actually see that, see that and say, oh, that means the overall price will come down because a lot of those lower priced units will get blended in with the higher price, uh-huh. and so the average price will go down. Maybe someone on, on you know who's an analyst might look at that and say, oh, no, no, tisk tisk. However. Here's the, my, my, my observation for what's happened with the iPhone is that the price almost never goes down. The average selling price remains constant. And that's because still people actually opt for the high end. The low end is selling in okay quantity, but it's offset by more, actually more people buying the high end versions, right? The, low, the, the, more, the more, at least with the iPhone 4, uh, we've seen that the 4S was by far the most popular product in the in the fourth quarter of all of their one the, the ones they sold even though they had two older generations and here's the reason why there's actually a psychological principle at work which is that people look at that lower price point as sort of um a, 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 an alternative that gives them comfort but steers them towards purchasing something better and there was a you know sort of a psychologist who did an analysis of this and i once wrote it up it's kind of like he gave this absurd example of you know going on vacation having your coffee in rome and then or having a vacation in rome versus italy uh, versus france sorry rome or paris and then you had the option of one of those two uh vacations having no coffee in the morning and so people would always Opt to go for the for the uh, uh, Paris, but uh, it, it, I'm, I'm not going to get bore you with that now. It's, it's, it's a, basically it's a, it's a cognitive puzzle. But the point being that what Apple might be doing with with a lower price point product is putting it out there so that people are the illusion that they create is that look, you can get the low end iPhone or the competing product, right? So it's designed to put you off of the competing product, but you end up buying the high end iPhone. You see that there, and it says that, that your attention is drawn to it. It's saying it's better than a competing product at the same price point, but I'm going to go for the upgrade anyway because it's only another $100, and right. I can go to the next level, and that's not a lot of money for most people So who are in the target audience. Anyway, long story. Sorry to bore you, but uh, there's something interesting happening there. Uh, and when I, when I wrrote about this, a lot of people said, no, no, no. The low-end product actually is doing rather well. It's not just an illusion. It's not just something that's signaling. It is actually probably getting picked up a lot. But again, the, it doesn't show up in the average sales price. The average sales selling price for the iPhone has held steady for five years. It's always been about the same, uh, even though they've added these lower-end lower, lower end options. Our first sponsor today is Harvest, a painless time tracking and invoicing application relied on by some of the most innovative teams in over 100 countries worldwide. We use it here. Happy Cog uses it. Volkswagen uses it. Because it's great. It lets you track time easily from anywhere. Track time via the web, iPhone, Android, and they just released a native Mac app, Harvest for Mac. You've got to go get this thing. You can track time right from your desktop. It's lightning fast. 
You start a timer just with a global, global hotkey. Boom, you're recording it. You know, you're, oh, you forgot? You walked away? You left a timer running by mistake? You can remove your idle time. It's smart. It knows how you work. So try Harvest and Harvest for Mac with a free 30-day trial and discover how it makes time tracking as painless as can be. No credit card, no obligations. Go to getharvest.com slash 5 by 5 Sign up. After your trial period, if you like it, use code 5 by 5 at checkout and you get 50% off your first month. They get until uh, April 21st, 2012 to do that. So go check them out. Getharvest.com slash 5 by 5 so looking here at, back to this spec, they've got the dual-core A5X. It's a custom-designed, high-performance, low-power system on a chip with quad-core graphics. They said that uh, this is what they needed to do a retina display at 9.7 inches diagonal. Do we know yet whether the two CPU cores are faster or different from the A5, or is only the GPU different? That's a really great question. All I know right now is what I'm seeing on Apple's uh, specs, which is will be in the show notes, but th- that's, that's all that they say. Honestly, I kind of mm-hmm. wouldn't mind either way. I mean, I'd always like more CPU performance, but the A5 is really fast. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah it, it's shocking. Like when even like developing my app, like with, this, with the scrolling performance, uh, you know, in, in my big complex table, iPad 1 versus iPad 2, it's, it's not even close. The A5 was a massive leap forward in speed. And I wouldn't necessarily say that we really need more speed yet. Like I, most apps aren't pushing that boundary yet. I would always like more speed, though. So yeah, I'm kind of okay either way. Well, maybe it's for the games. Maybe it's for these. You know, the, the fact that they're now coming up against the console level quality. Well, there are a lot of there are a lot of console references. There are a lot of times yeah. where they mentioned, "Hey, we've got more pixels in this device than your TV has." You know, there was a lot of I mean, if you think about it, yeah, they talked a lot about photos and things, but there was a lot of reflection to the TV here. Look, we've, you know, we've got uh-huh. this new device here that's an Apple TV and, and here it is, you know, it's for the TV. But look, we've got more pixels here. We've got these games here. It's it's almost like they're saying, here's our offering for the TV for entertainment. But really, look at what you have right here. You can watch movies. You can do all of this great stuff here. And now look at these games you know, I've Did I've they, been thinking about that even, you know, for my kids. Like, would I get the next generation game console for them when they're ready? Or are they even going to want that? Because my son's got a, a, an iPad 1. He loves it. That's where the games are. That's where he, he wants to go. Did, did they mention anything on AirPlay as far as uh, sharing that experience you have on the iPad on the TV? That's a great TV question. Because, you would think that, that they would have to have that, and that's part of what the 1080p support it's, is going to be it's, for. It's, it's, I wrote about this. I called it, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the secret hiding in plain sight because what's happening in the, when you try this, it's absolutely mind-blowing. It's, probably they're not, they're not yet ready to publicize this feature because, firstly, they haven't got that many Apple TVs out there, so they can't maybe you know, assume people have it. Secondly, there is some lag, so there is some, some latency involved. Um, and of course, you need a Wi-Fi network of a sufficient speed in your right. home and all that. Most most of these components are coming together, but it does take time. But when you do try it and you have it all together, it's just, just phenomenal. It's unbelievable that you're sitting on the couch enjoying whatever you're doing, and then suddenly you, with a, with one touch, you can have that become a shared experience. Um, and, and uh, you know, I would think that you might be running into some technical limits when you're dealing with a you know HD 
uh, it would work fine with the old resolution. So I don't know if this new new resolution is going to need something special in the in the in the Wi-Fi to make it work. Actually, but uh, but it's it's an amazing experience. And also, games you can play games, and you know, watching Angry Birds on your TV. I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable how it feels. The audio comes from the TV as well, so you get a loudspeakers that are really filling the room, and then you have that you know. Uh, um, shared experience. I, I think it's it's one of these one one of these uh, uh, what is it um, um, uh, magical things that isn't isn't uh, uh, isn't public uh, or or public you know uh, publicized very much. Maybe so for the maybe the lag prevents them from really talking too much about it in the context of games. Right. Um, yeah. But also, I, that is, I have an idea. Yeah. Uh, for how they might how they might be doing this because you're right. I mean, if you're trying to stream 1080p over wireless live with probably fairly minimal compression, just for CPU reasons, um, that's a that's a heck of a lot of bandwidth. And you know, even for a wireless network, maybe the way they do it is similar to how they do um, AirDrop in Lion. Uh, with AirDrop, one of the reasons why it was it's officially restricted to only a subset of fairly new Macs is because all these new Macs have these special Wi-Fi radios that can have two channels going at once and or two associations going at once. And what they do is they basically create their own little ad hoc network at full blazing end speeds just for the file transfer. And it doesn't interrupt your existing Wi-Fi connection because it's a whole separate connection. So maybe the new Apple TV and the new iPad both have those. So that hmm. way they could stream the video mm. right from the iPad over its own private network <laughs> so it doesn't have to worry about how far away your router is and what kind it is and what and how fast it is. I like that. Can you implement that? Me, personally? Yeah. No, I don't know anything about electronics. Okay. <laughs> well, people in the chat room, Palomando is saying that... Um, yeah, the game graphics quality was limited by available RAM and that uh, the, the Namco guy mentioned that the new iPad has more RAM than the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Uh, yeah, have we confirmed the RAM number? Well, the, the Palomando is saying, well, that must mean, that must mean it has a gig of RAM. But I remember yeah. reading that it had a gig of RAM in some of the rumor uh, oh. sites. But right, as, There was that, that BGR boot screen thing. That, that was pretty good, yeah. that, that analysis. yeah. Uh, but I'm I not seeing anything it's almost on the sure thing. Yeah. It just it makes a lot of sense to do that, and because otherwise, by having that many more pixels to to buffer for games and stuff, you you're going to need a lot of memory for that. Just texture memory, video memory, if anything, for games. Like apps can can do can do without it. That's fine, but games really really need that if they're going to operate at that resolution. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> so uh, it, it it has uh, another thing we should mention that that it has. It has Bluetooth four. I think the, I think the previous version didn't have that. It means it can power four annoying headsets at once. <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> I, I still wonder what they're going to use it for exactly. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, they they could be using Bluetooth <laughs> to set up the, those weird Wi-Fi connections. It could yeah, be. You know, I, I I did think about the you know using Bluetooth and Wi-Fi somehow. It's a magic way. To make this this uh, this uh, sharing experience, because I really think that's going to be one of those. Whenever they get it all, all these pieces in place, that's going to be really what Apple TV is all about. Uh, when they can finally put it all together, but um, but it's f- it's funny. You're right that the resolution on your device now is actually has outgrown your TV. Yeah. And and the, the, you know the power probably is out is going to soon uh, overtake the uh, the. 
the I uh, the console business. By the way, one thing I'm dying to do next is that last year when they when they, when they shipped the the new I, iPad. I did a feeds and speeds. You know, I think Jobs had gone on stage and said something about we don't talk about feeds and speeds, and here's why. But then I, I said I'm not afraid of doing that. And what I did is I compared the, the iPad as of March 2011 with a Mac, both a laptop and a desktop Mac of four years earlier, so a 2006 vintage uh, laptop, iMac, and uh, and. Um, I mean, MacBook and, and iMac, and um, they were very comparable. In many ways, actually, the iPad of 2011 was better. It had uh, actually more storage than your your than a, than a laptop did um, in in terms of of the hard drive capacity we had back then. And now it would be interesting to compare because of the resolution improvement, because of the speed improvement, because of the memory improvement. Where are we looking at a lag with computing? with desktop computing of, of four years or three years. And, and it's, it's, it's interesting how they're actually so powerful. And no one is still, I mean, many people are still saying they're not real computers. But on, on pure specs, actually, they're starting to catch up with computers that are definitely in use today on desktops in the world. I mean, something four years old is very, very serviceable still. So that's where we are right now with hardware. I was I was thinking when they were going through iPhoto, and I was thinking, you know, how I would uh, process photos from my from my 5D Mark II, the you know these tremendous 22 megapixel, you know, 30 meg raw files, and it ends up it can't because it maxed out at 19. But I remember I was thinking uh, my first MacBook Air, I had the very first generation one uh, with the hard drive. It, it was the slowest <laughs> computer I've ever used in my life. It, it was miserable that it, you know it basically had an iPod hard drive, right? And uh, and the one point six gigahertz, <laughs> right? Yeah, the one point six gigahertz Core Duo, and it, it was a it was a very very slow machine. And I remember uh, I had just gotten the five D when I when I had that Air, and I couldn't process photos at all in any reasonable time on the Air. Um, like I couldn't even render opening it, just opening it up in preview from the RAW. Even that would be unbearably slow. And I bet the new iPad is faster than that at doing a lot of those tasks. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't yeah, that think, long ago. That's right. It, I think it was, oh, jeez, uh, 2000. I think it was about four years ago. No, I think it was even less than that. Yeah, maybe first, three. First iMac. I mean, first, the, um, uh, first Air. Um, the, by the way, that Air can no longer run Mountain Lion. Wow. Oh really? That, that makes you feel old, doesn't it? <laughs> the, I know, uh, but that's the thing is, I still own it, so <laughs> I feel bad. The first MacBook Air was released on July twentieth, two thousand, and I'm sorry, July, uh, January twenty ninth, two thousand and eight, and the latest one was July twentieth, two thousand eleven. So January two thousand. <laughs> They're making you replace it. <laughs> But that's 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 an interesting game. Try to figure out a new iPhone or iPad. How many years ago do you have to go in terms of the computers that were available from Apple that that now are are right. are, are outclassed by by a device? Right. And, and unfortunately, the gap, it's always the gap be is three years now. I think yeah. it, it is. But you know, it's it's always a, it's a tough comparison to make because. It's it's hard to say. All right, well, what benchmarks do you run to compare these things? Because these these mobile CPUs, like you know your your computer from from four years ago, was allowed to draw 150 watts. Uh, you know your 
your little iPad has to has its CPU has to run on you know one watt, and so even though technology gets better, there are a lot of things like, for example, brute force video c- computation and uh, a lot of very advanced like floating point computations, things like that, that just like even in the con- even in the constraints of a mobile device, um, it takes a lot longer for them to catch up. On the other hand, you have on the new devices, you have things like GPS, you have things like accelerometers, you have things like touch input, and you have things like Bluetooth high-speed, uh, uh, you know, wide, uh, wideband, uh, wide, wide uh, uh, this L- LTE and so on. Yeah, yeah. fat wireless. The, the, yeah, these are not, <laughs> these are not, these were not even options, right, on the, on, on the desktop. So, so, or even on a laptop. So, you, 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 on one sense, you, you do have some horsepower uh, deficit, but you, you certainly have, have all these interesting new uh, sensors on these things and, and uh, new, new, new uses of, of wireless, which I think, uh, you know, for a developer, you're looking at new opportunities, right? New, new ways of building apps and so on. Right. Like, it, it might not be as fast at one benchmark, as as a computer four years ago, but it's a lot more useful. Yeah, it, that's the crucial thing when you think about a disruptive technology is that it, it seems to be worse and easily ignored. But in fact, it, not only does it get better very quickly, but also it's better in in ways that actually make you use it more in new new contexts, new consumption, new new uh, things that you might do with this thing that you would have never done because of convenience issues, for example. And certainly costs, and that's the other thing that would be basically the killer. If you took the cost of a, of this iPad today, starting or or even you know specked out, and you compare it with the laptop laptop of, of three years ago, you know how much did that, that Air cost? It was like probably like nearly two thousand dollars, right? So yeah, and then, and how much did broadband cost? Wireless broadband back oh, yeah. then. You know, yeah, back then so, your your only option was to pay sixty bucks a month for two gigs. And now, you know, now you can you can tack on this little tethering plan, or you can have this little fifteen dollar iPad plan, and you have you have wireless internet access anywhere you are, as long as you aren't in Manhattan. <laughs> so, uh, we've got now. Speaking of like being out and about, people were speculating new Retina display going to take more power. It's going to use more energy, more power. Well, that was part of why maybe they. Uh, needed a little bit more space in the chassis, for example, and maybe that the little bit of a bigger battery is what's giving them 10 hours, they're saying, still. Was it ele- was the last one 11 or was it also 10? Well, they said it was 10 and 9. 10, 10, 10 hours of use with Wi-Fi and then 9 in, in 3G. 9 if you're using you know, 3G or now LTE. And that, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty good. If you think about it, I mean, people- it's amazing, and and also the thickness is only 0.6 of a millimeter. People have been saying it would be as much as one millimeter. 0.6 is really tough too. I mean, I'm sure you'll feel it, but it's not, it's not a lot. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah, I think to the untrained eye, looking at it from it from a distance, you wouldn't be, you won't be able to tell. You know, no. right now, now one thing though, the iPad two. Uh, I did notice the weight difference a lot going from the one to the two. Now this one is heavier; it's not as heavy as the one, but it's a little bit heavier than the two. Do we have an exact number of what what that difference was? And like, like how 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 much of a difference is this relative to when it went from the one to the two in weight? We'll have to look it up. But um, 
Weight is another thing. Yeah, you can notice uh, the, uh, the the other thing that that I, I picked up was that um, the, you know all these rumors about haptic haptic. It was kind of like last minute. Um, yeah, I didn't then, hear any. I didn't really hear anything about that, and then all of a sudden, people are, are super disappointed uh, about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I heard about I mean, it no, twenty it, minutes the, the before hap- the show, and and then it's. Uh, I had I had read it starting you know about a day before the show, and then of course there was a you know will there be a uh, will there be a, um, a home key? And I really thought it was ludicrous not to have a home key. Um, but yeah, when those first pictures went up, though, you couldn't really tell. Like the first the first pictures on the live blogs were you know these these low low bit rate JPEGs, and uh, it was a white iPad being shown, and so it was kind of blown out. And it looked like there was no home button for like the first, you know, forty-five seconds or so before they posted another picture. And it, or, but well, you know, and then the connector, the dock connector. Of course, right, they, they, yeah. they're keeping it. So in, in in almost all of the, I think all of the guesses that were hardware, you know, besides the the the, the, the screen quality, I think they were all busted. Um, I don't I don't recall any. And good, the haptic thing, by the way, that was. I'm pretty sure Matthew Panzerino at the Next Web was the originator of that. He he basically posted a speculative piece last night or like midday yesterday, saying like, "Hey, I think there's something to this and touch thing with the with the uh, invitation. <laughs> uh, what if it's this cool thing? This would be really cool." And then I think it became a rumor after he posted a "this would be cool" piece because well, you know, people, people started people looking up the. the, the, the they were looking at the quotes from the people working there, so, sort of being very cagey about it and saying, we have no comment and saying, we're not going to say anything until Apple says something. So that a lot of people just ended up putting those together and calling it a, uh, you know, calling it a possibility. So I guess, who knows, it might still happen. The interesting thing is that they're actually based in Finland, this company. I think they're probably ex-Nokia engineers, if I'm, if I'm honest, but I don't know for sure. So one of the big things that they talked about, in addition to resolution, in addition to, you know, being able to have this visual experience that's uh, changed and revolutionary or resolutionary, as they're saying, uh, a lot of the focus here was was on photography. There's a version of iPhoto out. Uh, John Gruber totally nailed that. Uh, but there's a whole lot of camera stuff here that was speculated, but people were, were, it seemed, and this is what surprises me, uh, Horace, about the, the, the market not being more favorable to this. It's got a five megapixel eyesight camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's with, you know, all the cool stuff, tap to focus, face detection, all that kind of stuff. You can record video in HD and 1080p at 30 frames per second with audio. And it's got like video stabilization. We were joking uh, on uh, pretty much every show that, oh, you've seen people holding up their iPads and how, well, they've got video stabilizations because they know that you're holding this big thing relative to the size of a a normal camera. They've got that. And they've got a FaceTime camera that gives you VGA photos and video up to 30. The site says 30 frames per second there. So a big emphasis on video. They're not you know, they're not uh, sitting back. Maybe they're not giving us the, the, the best, absolute best camera experience they could, but they've acknowledged, Apple has acknowledged, people are using this 
and they're doing video with this. They're not necessarily taking pictures, although you can do that. This seems to be a focus more on the video aspect of it. Does that? And also, the, the they didn't know they didn't mention Siri, but they did mention dictation, right? Right. I don't think they're giving Siri. Really I think they're just giving the dictation part of it. I don't think you can ask Siri questions. I think it's just to make it easier that's, so you don't have to type. That's right? so weird because what's missing to make Siri possible? They've got more bandwidth than than the iPhone. They've got more CPU than the iPhone. They've got more memory than the iPhone. Why can't you put Siri on this thing? Maybe it's just not ready. I have a few theories. Let's hear them. <laughs> all right. First of all, there's, you know, about half of iPads sold are Wi-Fi only historically. So, you know, relative to the iPhone, there's the connectivity issue where if you're selling a headlining feature of Siri, that's a big PR feature. Um, and people get this new iPad and the first time they try it when they're on the bus, it doesn't work. And the people all, are all around them on the bus laugh at them. Then that that's bad. You know, that that's a bad experience. It leads to a lot of disappointment. So well, I think switch it off it's hard. for the non-Wi-Fi one, right? You just don't have it, you push the button, nothing happens, so you don't make a fool of yourself. But I take well, your I mean, point. I mean, it, it's not wouldn't be universally available. Right. And the the other thing is, I I this could just be well, two things. It could be like the exclusive thing to keep on the iPhone 4s to keep it selling well. That's one theory. I don't I don't buy that quite. I, I think a lot of it's a scaling issue because if you, if if you've had Siri fail on you often, which I have personally, I, I, it fails on me all the time. It seems like it dictates perfectly. Like that part doesn't seem to have any trouble scaling. But then the AI part of interpreting what you meant by that, that part seems to fail often. And I've, I've talked to a few other people this morning and they all kind of said the same thing. Like that happens to them all the time. So maybe they actually can't scale it yet. So it is maybe it's something that, they're, that they can add later. But for yeah, now, that, that would, that would really make a lot of sense. They really can't scale the back end needed for the AI part yet. Hmm. I just ordered one, by the way. This side's back up. Oh, it is? Which one did you get? Um, and, yeah, got... we should mention that the store, this was the first time that I've seen this. Uh, I've actually, the store came online and then went offline. I've never seen that before. Usually once it's there, it might be slow. You but know, it's it, interesting. They're calling this iPad with blah, 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 in parentheses, third generation. Yeah, but it's in parentheses. It's it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to include that in the commercial. <laughs> which right. one did you get, Marco? All right, so first I should preface this by telling you which iPad 2 I got last year. Right. Um, I, I had the 16-gig iPad 1. I ran out of space pretty often whenever I wanted to do anything with photos. So I figured I'll get the 32-gig iPad 2, and, and I wanted to get the 3G one. And I got the Verizon one because everyone said, oh, AT&T sucks. So I got Verizon. <laughs> Turns out AT&T sucks everywhere except my neighborhood <laughs> where AT&T is really good and Verizon sucks. So I had a, a very poor uh, experiences with Verizon's service. So <laughs> this year I got the AT&T uh, 3G one. I got the, um, the black, of course, because that's just my, my choice. Right. And... Uh, you know, you can never go back. Uh, and then I got the 64 gig this time because last year I won in wanting to get the 32. Turns out they were out of them. This was day one. I wanted to have it day one. They only had 64s left. So I'm like, all right, I'll spend an extra hundred bucks just to have it today. And I hardly ever used the space. I could have really gotten the 32 and been fine. But now with the focus on photos, I really am interested in sinking over a whole bunch of photos and... And possibly using this as like a dumping point if I'm taking a bunch of photos to dump it onto here first and right. process them and everything. 
I think that's interesting. Whether I use it for that purpose, I'm not sure I will yet, but I think it's interesting enough that I'll take the risk and spend the extra 100 bucks and get the 64 gig version. Now, another question that's valid is 3G or just use a tethering plan mm-hmm. on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I had this option on the iPad 1. I, I, I had tethering and I, and I didn't have a 3G iPad. And I found that in practice, that meant I hardly ever used the iPad when I was out. I hardly ever brought it anywhere. When it has its own plan, to me, it feels like it's, a le- it's less friction. You just take it out and it just works. Like when I, with tethering, I had to like turn it on, turn it on on the phone, wait for it to connect on the iPad, have it connect and then go. And, and it was enough friction that I just in practice never brought the iPad and out very many places where it wasn't, where it didn't have Wi-Fi. So I like the option of, of having these cheap little $15 a month or $20 a month plans, um, having it be their own thing. And so this, you have this device that's totally standalone that doesn't rely on your iPhone for its connection, doesn't drain your iPhone's battery, and now it's even faster. In, so you, in, you went all the way. You, so what you're saying is you, you maxed the thing out. You got the Wi-Fi plus 4G, AT&T, 64 gig. Correct. That's the top of the line one. I got the ridiculous one. Hmm. In my case, it's, it's um, so uh, I could tell you my history as well. Um, well, what did you get first? You got to tell us that. Or are you, have you not gotten it yet? I have. I have I placed an order. I, um, I'm i going to get the uh, AT&T because I, I need to use, you know, GSM. Sure. Uh, and secondly, it's, I do have the 64 now, mm-hmm. but I I don't fill it up because right. I, I, although I might because now you're dealing with HD video and all that. But, right. um but I decided to go to 32. Yeah. And um, but but definitely for me the question about having 3G or not is 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 announced. I, I definitely need that because so many many places in my life, um, you, you know, here's how it is. It's pure option value, meaning it's I'm willing to pay for it even though if I don't use it because having it in those situations when you absolutely need it, it pays for itself. There's the, those few situations where. You need a device. It's absolutely, yeah, you have a ton of other computing capacity in your life. But in those situations where you can only have a, a power, battery-powered device in, in you know, a small size, I have to have the 3G I have, or 4G. I have to have that. Um, I, and like I said, it'll, it'll pay off. If you're doing a presentation somewhere, you, you know, there's some something screwed up with your laptop or something screwed up with your phone, and you get this as your backup, and you get it up and running, and and there's no way to download this thing except from the cloud, and you don't get Wi-Fi, whatever reason, boom, it's there. And what's the cost? You know, you know, hundred or two hundred dollars more. That's easily pays up, pays for that uh, saving that event that you were at. So, I I just get it as an insurance policy. No, I mean, I think that makes sense. Nobody's going to fault you for that. See, I also went for the 32 and the Verizon, of course. You know, now we have a weird new option. I don't know if anyone's going to do this, but they they mentioned on stage that now the new iPads have tethering support where they can be the hotspot. Um, you, you can share with now, up to five five other devices is what I recall them saying. Yeah, just, yeah just like all the implementations. Yeah. Do you think now there's going to be any significant number of people who opt instead of an iPhone to have a 3G equipped iPad as their hotspot and an iPod Touch in their pocket? You know, the, my maybe John Syracuse. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. 
There's a lot of theory. That's a great theory. But in practice, I think people don't do that sort of thing. They, they don't make that calculation in their mind. Um, I've, I've thought about it myself. But convenience and all these I mean, other factors. You, but nerds might. Yeah, nerds might. But, it, you know, I, 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 to me, it's all, again, it's about th- these aren't big numbers. In, in, in the case of most people's, and yeah, we, we can talk about this being actually unaffordable to a huge part of the world. But. A lot of the people that Apple is targeting do have a couple of hundred dollars to spare. And in fact, they probably spend that much on, you know, an evening out um, with their family or or something. You know, you want to go see a movie, it's $50 now. Uh, you want to have a dinner and a movie, and, you know, it's $150. So, yeah, but you're assuming people are rational. <laughs> yeah. But that's, to me, you know, there are, the, 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 it's, I, I don't I don't sweat the price. I think that, that most people, I mean, not not for myself. I'm saying as an analyst, I don't sweat these things because the, the the job to be done and the value of the product is so high to the audience that there there isn't a lot of hesitation when when the purchase decision has to be made in the in the store and you look at the options and you 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 know you're overcome with the with with the smell of the store. And you gotta you gotta buy something, and and people just go ahead and and, and you know and 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 get the better option. Uh, that's really the typical behavior, in my opinion. So I, I I think they're doing all the right things to optimize their you know the 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 value that the company captures. Right. Uh, and and it's not through deception. It's just because they understand the psychology. And and they're so they're they're engineering the experience and they're engineering the price points and everything else around this so that so that people buy uh, uh, the, the the you know the best uh, the best option and they don't feel bad about it afterwards. You can you can you can sort of scam people and you can del- delude them and you, or you can deceive them, but the, 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 at the end, I think Apple at the after the purchase, people feel good about it, even if they spent. For the extra, uh, you know, for the for for the for the high end v- version, they don't get the remorse that often happens. You know, walking away from a, or driving away from a car dealer or something like that. You feel like you've been taken. That doesn't happen so much with Apple products. People are usually delighted, and the, the more you, you spend time with the product, it even builds up even more. And you've got the, you know, if you you know you can complain if you if you have to, but. Uh, it, I don't know. I, I'm I'm comfortable with the way they've they've done the pricing on these things. I mean, it's it really does seem like it's as low as they can get. And, and, and here's one thing that's amazing. Think about it. we've got all these upgrades, right? Camera we talked about, memory perhaps, certainly CPU, certainly display. I mean, phenomenal quadrupling of the of the amount of information this display can put out while maintaining the battery and the price. How could they do this for the same price? I mean, I, I it's phenomenal value, in my opinion, compared to the older generation, but also compared to any competitors out there. How many competitors are going to be trying to match these specs and not being able to come in at this price? Or, it, it, or it even was match hard. the specs of the old one. Right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard. It's, it was hard already before, and now it's going to get impossible, I think, to, to be trying to play this game on the spec level. And the only option is to try to run down down on price like, like Amazon did, but theirs is a different business. So I think competitively, this thing is a slam dunk. It's just unbelievable uh, that they can put this together. 
We'll see if it hits their margins. I mean, of course, everyone will suggest that, you know, this costs more. But I think because of the scale they get, because of the way they, they, they manage production and the way they, they can ramp production, that we'll, we'll see this probably still hit their margins of 30 plus percent. Um, I, I think it's, it's um, we haven't seen that margin change for the iPad. Of course, it's deduced. It's not actual. We don't know the actual margin. But if you put it together with what's known already about the bill of materials and all the other pieces, it fits together like a jigsaw puzzle. And it fits, and it fits like a 30% plus. And uh, it stayed like that since birth. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty confident that it's going to stay that way, um, even though they've somehow been able to squeeze so much more power out of this thing. Mm. I think it's phenomenal. It's an amazing product. It really is one of the most stunning things I've seen as, as a spec. I've, I'm used to phones because, you know, phones, there's hundreds of competing products out there. But there's been nothing I've seen in terms of devices, that the tablet-sized devices that comes close to this experience. So it's getting, the, the bar is getting even higher. Our second sponsor today, it's Rackspace, Rackspace.com. More than 100,000 businesses are trusting these guys with their hosting and their cloud computing. And this is, think of them as being three things. They're three things combined. And I think they're the only company out there that, that does this. Cloud hosting. You're up and running in minutes. You got storage. You got servers. You got load balancing. You pay as you go. It scales as you go. They got managed hosting. This is they they physically rack up a server for you, custom, whatever you want, and they manage it. Manage your private cloud. And the third thing, hybrid hosting. This is the cool part. Combination of those two, dedicated servers for performance intensive apps, cloud servers for on demand scaling, and to save you money. To be honest, and Rack Connect. This seamlessly links both of those environments. And you totally customize it. And they've got, uh, it's all backed by their fanatical support, which I'm sure you've heard about. And uh, you can try it and you can try it. They've got this 25 days, uh, no risk, limited time offer. Go check them out. Rackspace.com slash five by five. Now, do you think, you know, you touched on there, Horace, um, that, you know, Apple's making it very hard for any competitors in the 10-inch tablet space. But they still are ignoring the the market for the small, much cheaper devices. So you know, I think, I think at this point, competitors are are. I think it's safe to say they're uh, quote dead in the water um, in the ten inch category. I mean, it's just no one has had any success trying to match Apple there. Right. But they have had success making a new category. A, little, a few of them, at least, have had success making this new category of these. Very inexpensive, seven-inch, low-powered tablets. Um, you know, w- and what we saw from Apple today was largely just continuing to ignore that market. I mean, I don't think people who were debating between the Kindle Fire and the iPad are going to have their minds changed by a hundred bucks off the iPad too. I, to me, I th- I'm, I'm with Jobs on this one. When he said that he thinks that the user experience on a on a device that's at that size, and it's a quarter of the amount of you know pixels or, or real estate that you have available from a ten inch. Sorry, no, um, uh, it's half the size, right? I mean, the the the, the diagonal right, sounds yeah, like, like it's a bit, le- but but it was forty five percent. I think it was forty five percent of the uh, of the area. Um, and to me, it, the, there are some basic tests that they probably 
you know, treat as dogmatic, which means that if you're holding a device with two hands, it has to be a certain size. If you're holding the device with one hand, it has to be the size of a phone. And you, you can't get a good experience with touch if you if you if you get into this middle area, and that I tend to believe that I'm not an expert, but I would think that they they they're very religious about that, and it's not a question of whether you can build to that price or that size because you've got capacity in terms of screen production or whatever. I, I I'm 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 very very skeptical that they would launch this tweener product that people are rumoring about. Um, and if they did, I don't think they would make it even an iPad. They wouldn't call it an iPad mini. They might create, put it out there and sort of saying, this is the next generation iPod, because they might find a That's way to sort of... That's interesting. It could be, because I don't think they will, they will soil the brand in a way by putting this, 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 this odd, odd form factor in there. I mean, people's minds ought to be focused that the iPad means this. And 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 now they're even saying to forget about even numbering, um, and the iPhone means that. And again, that means also a premium product and all the goodies in it and all that. And I was telling Dan on an earlier show that I, I would think that if they go to the lower price point on an iPhone, it actually be rebranding the product. It would have to be called something new. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they'll think of a job to be done by this mid 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 range, you know, eight inch type product. But I, I'm 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 not convinced, and it's not that they would react to the market. They are the ones who will set the, and define what the what that product is hired to do. Um, so I'm not I'm not I, I'm not convinced that. Also, by the way, the question of success in that in that category is not clear to me because what we have is really only Amazon as quote unquote successful, and we've only seen that. Well, what about Barnes and Noble? Well, Barnes and Noble, I would put them together. Basically, they're they're in the one to two million per quarter category, and Amazon is probably four to five million in their launch quarter. And we'll see whether that actually holds up. Uh, no one knows for sure. By the way, these are all these are all you know estimates. But uh, how well will Amazon sell in a non-holiday quarter? Um, is this thing does this thing really have the kind of uh, the, the the kind of sell through? And let's not forget when Apple talks about the iPad and the, the, whenever they do demos, that whenever they do uh, commercials for them, they are showing it used in really powerful ways. They're showing it as saying this is just the beginning. Uh, this is this is about education. This is about business. This is about uh, have, enjoying a lot of media types but it really is that's just one of the one, one of the values of the product it's really about being a, a, a computing product and and the next generation post pc yada yada the the point though is that it isn't uh, the, the 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 amazon and the barnes and nobles are really media consumption product they really do hold to that uh, uh, term that analysts use called the the um, media tablet and i find that somewhat almost almost offensive when you apply that to the iPad. Uh, you know, a media tablet, as if it's not really good for anything else. Um, Only for consumption. Right. It's, 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 so, so the analysts who say those words, by the way, typically come from the IT world. And, you know, they, they, their clients want to hear that said about it. Um, but... But that, in this case, in particular, with the with the Barnes and Noble and 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 Amazon, I think it really is a media tablet. Um, 
And and so the, the trajectory of improvement of a media tablet is to be a better media tablet, whereas the proje- the trajectory of an iPad is to become a next computer. It's to become, to grow up, and it has grown up very quickly to take on these roles that computers were hired to do, whereas I don't see that happening. So it might be that we have a very clear bifurcation here where the the, the, the these 8-inch or lower tablets are really going to become your media gateways. Um, and that's fine. It might become very cheap in that regard because then you can subsidize the, the hardware and they'll become free, essentially. And you, you'll just get your Amazon super-duper, you know, preferred package um, and, 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 and get your media from Amazon and you'll feel happy. But the, the, the iPad has, doesn't have that ambition. It wants to grow up to be a computer and and maybe Apple at some point will will say, well, let them have it. Let them let Amazon do its business at that and that segment, and 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 let them have it. Over time, perhaps people will realize that they can do all those things and a lot more on our platform. So over time, we will hopefully overlap sufficiently with Amazon's business to be able to do, to to do that well. Mm. But uh, I don't see there being a true overlap of these categories. And I wrote once about really is the is the i uh, is the Kindle Fire a disruptive product because it is sort of low end and can grow up and become better. But are the incentives in place for Amazon to make that into a computing product? And I, I even w- went on and you know there was rumors that that Barnes and Noble would spin off the Nook division and, and sort of make, make, you know, try to raise money to whatever, support their core, whatever they do. But, uh, but I joked about it and I said, well, here's Barnes and Noble trying to sell its mobile computing division. And that was meant to be, you know, suggesting that here it is, you know, it's, it's a product that's clearly designed to be a media consumption product. And yet, because you assume that it competes with the with the iPad, then it's also, and the iPad wants to be a computer, then somehow Barnes & Noble has a mobile computing division. Well, it clearly doesn't, and it can't and won't want to be that. Nor, I think, does Amazon want to grow up to become the future computing platform for the universe. Um, if they did, they'd be looking at it differently. Maybe they will launch a 10-inch product. Maybe, they'll, maybe they will do these things, but they'll need to invest in completely different ways. Right now, they're outsourcing almost everything. They'll need to build their own operating system. They'll need to you know, get in hardware partners that are a little bit more than just ODMs. So who knows? It's, it might still happen, but I haven't seen the fire <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended uh to 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 uh the fire in the you know belly to make that happen there yet um and uh you know it's been about improving on the trajectory of the original kindle making a kindle that has color in it that's what we've seen so far so anyway long rant but the the, the, the i'm not you have to look at this problem as a system you know huge complex uh, uh integrated question of of you know, what are the motivations behind everything? And it's not just about form factor or even price. It's more about what, what these things want to grow up when they become, uh, uh, when, they, when, you know, when they get older. So, you know, maybe in that sense, maybe the seven inch um, tablet category, whatever that means, is more like the netbook category was, which is like this category exists and people are doing decent unit volumes in it, but Apple hasn't yet really had any forcing of participation in that category like they, they don't really it, it, yeah, need it, to have it, an entry there it, it, it was subsumed by initially it was meant to be a low cost 
computer, and it made a lot of sense to sort of go as low as you can on that trajectory. But at some point, it became clear that it, the, the really low-end disruption was a tablet because it had uh, it, it redefined the input method. You got you didn't need a junky keyboard and a tiny screen. You could do with a large screen and touch keyboard because that's that works fine, you know. And so. It actually was completely asymmetric to the PC industry, and it, it, it totally turned the, the the the. So people who would have bought a netbook ended up really wanting an iPad. Never been able to say that because if you asked them, they would know what it was. But they did end up actually substituting the two products. Now, what again? I think what Apple would do strategically at this point, when when they see the fire, is not to go there and try to counter it with a direct approach. Rather, they will say, well, let's just make our product better on the things that we want it to become. And over time, perhaps, people realize that they're better off paying a little bit extra, getting that extra power, and doing those Amazon-like things with it, like media consumption and book reading and everything else. Now, Amazon doesn't compete with that by saying, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll match Apple by playing their game. They're probably going to say, well, you we have cheaper prices. We have more variety. We are a retailer. Let's not forget Amazon is a retailer, very low margin retailer. Um, and, 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 and so they're going to be thinking, how can we make a better retailing experience for people on a device? They're not going to be thinking that, I, at least I don't think so that they're going to be the next platform of, of, of computing. They'd have to really rethink the whole, uh, their whole business model to do that because there's huge costs involved. They're, they're, they're just not... They're, I'm sure Amazon spends more on cardboard than they do on, on, what, you know, on, on software for, for, for uh, you know, a platform. They're using Google for that. Know, have you gotten a box recently from Amazon? It's pretty, no. uh, <laughs> pretty thin. <laughs> well... I'm I'm exaggerating, but it's still the the point. I think is that uh, that they're they're it's it's all about motivation and and um, they're smart. And I don't I don't dismiss them, but I, you have to be uh, thinking where do they want to go from here, and do they want to become something they're not? Um, very hard for companies to change their DNA or you know to really become something different, and. Um, and here, you know, we go back to the question of what about Google? What about Amazon as, as a software company? And, and, you know, people are suggesting, I think it was someone uh, from, uh, was it uh, Forrester who was uh, saying that the Amazon, uh, the, the Google and Android game is now that the only successful tablet is Amazon. And Amazon actually should get in the business of licensing its platform. So, you, you know, you can, you, you can end up in the scenario where Amazon forks Android and then licenses it. To its to its partners who who can make more more hardware variety so that they can actually compete on the volume business. And I also talked about this earlier that the fact is that Amazon is a U.S. brand. Amazon doesn't exist really except maybe a little bit in the U.K. and some other European countries. But you can't see it as a global player. Retail is very much a regional business. Um, it's hard for them to break into markets because local players always have advantages. Uh, it's a logistics game. It's a shipping question. It's taxes. It's policy. It's that the rights of, of content don't transfer across borders easily and that media consumption in one country. Is that. So you'd have to create a separate catalog for each country almost. And so how are you going to get this global future computing platform that has to address 6 billion consumers, how are you going to get that from a bookshop retailer? It's just, I, you know, I just don't see the leap is possible in the near term, maybe in 20 years, but not in five. 
So you you said when we started this, Horace, that you could only talk for maybe 30 minutes. Oh, geez. Yeah, what time is it now? (laughs) Isn't it like 2 a.m. there? No, it's only 11, 12. Only only midnight. Who cares? So I got to fly to Stockholm What, do you have a job or something? (laughs) He does. He's going to fly. He's going to go to Stockholm. Uh, I, no, it's not, it leads it's a very James Bond kind of a life, Marco. It's this is all he seems. Know, it sounds like that. <laughs> he seems very uh, hey, like. I'll, I could tell cool, you what I'm, I'm but, doing. I'm going to be a judge at an event that actually Facebook <laughs> is running, and Facebook is is having a, a bunch of developers coming in and hacking for a day, uh, uh, and they're inviting <laughs> them, and then they're all going to des- develop these Facebook apps, and I'm supposed to come in the evening. And help judge it, and 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 that's what I do. That's what I've been you know invited to do, and I thought, why not? That's great. I mean, you're already pretty close, right? Just it's only an hour away by hour. by plane, yeah. But it, it it's uh, I haven't packed or anything, so. I'm, <laughs> I'm well, well we should we should probably wrap this up. Any kind of closing thoughts, Marco, or anything you want to add to this? I mean, I'm sure we'll think more about this, and then we'll we'll talk about it uh, more on our shows next week, but. Yeah, I'll probably have a lot more to say in 10 days when I actually receive mine. Right. And that's um, when they ship. They I, uh, ship on the... Oh, uh, I have a question. Is it yeah. is it for sure that it's going to come on the 16th? Yeah. It, it says it, delivers March 16th. Yeah. Usually with, with the pre-orders, they, they're very good about that. Some people even get it the night before. In my case, I'm using a, a business account, so I'm not sure how that works. But, uh, but anyway, we'll see. They should still get it. Yeah. Hopefully. Because I'm going to be in the States when that happens. Are you having it shipped here? You have to ship it to my house if you want. No, I, well, I've got a I've got a place there, but I mean, uh, I'm going to be going to L.A. and then you've got a safe house in every city in in uh, the United States. Is my understanding, <laughs> just in case this is a fallback. Anywhere you need to go, you need to hide hide out somewhere. Every Get airport an iPad delivered. Yeah, every airport in every city, he's got one of those little those little lockers. He's got a key to it. <laughs> Everything he needs to survive for two weeks. He's got money. He's got some IDs car waiting for him whatever he needs out there got a connection keynote an extra battery (laughs) (laughs) uh you guys all right well listen guys thanks very much for doing this uh if you want to uh follow horace you can follow him on twitter at asimco a-s-y-m-c-o go to asimco.com for his uh, website where he writes about this and lots of other things uh marco of course uh, marco.org he's a creator of instapaper.com and uh, Marco Arment, A-R-M-E-N-T, on Twitter. And uh, I'm Dan Benjamin on Twitter and here. And uh, that's it. So we really appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. And, of course, we'll be talking more about this in the coming days and weeks as we get our brand-new shiny iPads. So thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Have a good one.